Welcome to Hello World. What's up, fools? It's Grand Marquise. And the big time Sersco. And this is Hella Horror, where you parlay about horror movies with similar themes and beat them down to humor and sarcasm. Timon Rasa, we'll be getting into some creepy shit, funny shit, dumb shit, so get with the program. And disclaimer, we spoil the fuck out of these movies. All day, every day. So don't be coming around here crying and shit that we spoiled the ending to no se que, no one cares. Nobody gives a fuck. And tonight on the Hello Horror Variety Hour, we have some spectacular special guests for all of you. We've got the creep, we've got the sultry DJ, and the mortician of Raven's Inn. And we will be telling them how we love them and hate them, then we will murder and feast on the flesh of your bones. Que chingados con estas pinches mamadas, quien crees que eres, salo gigante, catch me Bronx. The fuck was that? What the fuck bro, what was that kind of shit? Who, 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 someone should be she, screening these calls, man. Someone should be screening people, man. You ain't got no motherfucking uh, backstage pass. Ain't got time for that the shit. Fuck, man. Hey, get, get, get that guy out of here. All right, all right, all right man. So, all right, let's get back, let's get back on, uh, on, on the subject here. Back on track. So, we've got some anthology movies for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about how the framework or how the stories are framed in it and, uh, you know, what we like and fucking hate about them. Yeah, all that good shit, you know? You know how we do. You know, you know how, how we, we roll. You know how we roll. You know how we ride. So, uh, the first movie we're going to be running through is uh, Creep Show. So, Creep Show had an animated special on Shudder, uh, which was fucking dope. Uh, it was released in 2020. 20, 20. Pretty much just a few days before Halloween. Thank you, Shudder. Man, you, you know, you, you're on point as always. Uh, Shutter also has the Creep Show series. So if you saw Creep Show movies one and two by um, Stephen King and George A. Romero, you definitely want to uh, peep the show uh, produced by uh, Greg Nicotero. So if you didn't know about it, and I just told you, do something about it. If you're like hella horror about it, on the ah, leg. you like that? You like that? Simone, it's a special. So uh, this uh, anime special is actually, uh, it was a short feature. It's about 45 minutes long, but uh, still a goodie. Uh, it's done in like graphic novel style, so it isn't fully animated. So it's not really cartoons or it's adult animated. I mean, it's adult features, yeah. guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, so essentially, it's like images, but they're manipulated. Yeah, uh, so with, it's not full full out animation. Exactly. Like in I mean, it's cool. A lot of detail. Uh, there's two stories uh, involved in there. First one, Survivor Type, which is has narrated by Kiefer Sutherland, and it's about uh, someone that's marooned on an island and eats himself to stay alive. And the next one is Twittering from the Circus of the Dead, narrated by Joey King. It's about a, a teenager and her family who die in the circus. Die, die, die. So this is actually the special is directed by Greg Nicotero. If you're a horror fan don't know who Greg Nicotero is, there's a problem. He, uh, like I said, produced the Creep Show and uh, known for producing The Walking Dead. If you don't know what The Walking Dead is, again, why are you even listening to us? Losers, that is. <laughs> and one uh, fun fact. <laughs> his first major gig was uh, doing the special uh, makeup effects on Day of the Dead from George A. Romero. Motherfucking hero. Hero, hero. The next uh, anthology we looked at was Tales of Halloween, uh, released in 2015. It's uh, like a horror comedy based type of uh, movie, directed by a hell of people. 
Um, and hella skits. Skits. Shows, fool. Shuttles, shows. So stories. 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 Oh, my bad. Sorry, Calling man. me a fool and you got it wrong. I'm sorry, man. Who's the fool then? Damn. <laughs> you got me, folks. All right. So it's hella stories. And there's 10 of them. Uh, and it's because there's 10 stories, which is a lot for an anthology. Uh, I'm going to run through them real quick. So the first story is called Sweet Tooth. It's about this uh, little devil kid that eats candy from the guts of his victims. There's the night Billy Ray's hell, but basically a devil imp that goes ham on town. And then there's Trick, which is basically about some killer trick-or-treaters that kill, kill some um, adults and with a twist ending. That's deep. There's The Weak and the Wicked. Um, it's a weird one about some bullies and a demon shows up. Yeah, and that was kind of... Eats the, the bad guy. Then you got the grim greening ghost by a dumbass white girl being stalked by a ghost. And then there's Ding Dong. Uh, <laughs> this was a trippy one. Uh, it's a domestic violence piece uh, about a witch that can't have kids and kills her husband once he she finds out that oh, he, yeah. he had the little snippy snip. Yeah, that was heavy. He done fucked up. You know what I'm saying? You done fucked up now. You know that. Damn. Uh, and then the other one is, the next one is This Means War dumb yeah it's, uh, two neighbors they fight about their hall their halloween decorations in the front lawn and die together fucking dumb and then you got friday the 31st uh it's about a jason wannabe that kills a chick and then uh there is a alien made of clay there's an alien possession then the zombie well the girl turns into a zombie and then kills the jason wannabe hey, yeah and then the little alien creature comes don't, don't even entertain it's, it anymore just let it go it's, it's awful <laughs> then you got the ransom of rusty rex uh about a demon that gets kidnapped oh, yeah. by a couple of kidnappers uh, the ransom goes wrong and then they're fucked fun fact Ooh. so this one uh stars john landis he's an 80s movies legend he's known in the horror world for uh directing two iconic um i want i want to call them movies the first was Thriller, mm-hmm. the video Thriller with oh, Michael yeah. Jackson. Yes, right. That's the shit. So he did like the whole intro with the werewolf and stuff and then the dancing, all mm-hmm. that. And it looked great. It's probably yeah. one of the, my, still my best. Oh, yeah. My favorite music video of all time. I all love times. watching it during Halloween. I love well, it. Well, nothing has topped it anyways. So, I mean, not, I don't think it has. Nah. If you haven't seen the video, go watch it. It's dope. And uh, the other movie he did, An American Werewolf in London. Very cool movie. And our... Uh, or Latin spotlight, the, la- <laughs> the spotlight for the Latino in this whole thing that we're looking at. All of these is Jose Pablo Cantillo. Cantillo, known for his roles in Sands of Anarchy and The Walking Dead, and apparently he was in the, the Chicano movie. It's garbage. Sorry, I haven't seen it. It's, it's garbage. I'm sorry. I mean, it's not. Yeah, it's garbage. Understand that people don't watch it. Yeah. Uh, the last story then is Bad Seed. Attack of the Killer Pumpkin. Show me where you grow these super pumpkins. Uh, it kills people and eats a kid whole. <laughs> yeah. Pretty cool looking. Yeah. And there's a chick in it that knows how to use a, hold a gun and use a gun. It's a lot. It's also resembling a lot of that um, killer tomatoes. Yep. And um, all these stories take place on the same Halloween night in the same town. And some of the stories actually overlap. And uh, there's a DJ that talks between the stories. Her name is Adrian Barbeau. I mean, that's the actress. She was in Hella John Carpenter movies, including Creep Show and Swamp Thing. Pretty cool. And she got big old Chi-Chi's. Chi-Chi's. <laughs> the last movie we looked at was the, the Mortuary Collection. 
released in 2019, presented by Shudder. Uh, this was written and directed by Ryan Spindell. He ain't got no wiki. So wiki wiki. No wiki 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 for you, Spindell. This uh, this anthology, um, the overarching uh, character that tells the stories is uh, Clancy Brown. Motherfucking Mr. Kraft from the Spongebob cartoon. Yeah. Um, he's dope. He's got that great voice, that real deep voice. And um, he's done hella bad guys and hella movies. He's also uh, the Kurrigan, uh, the bad guy from the first Highlander movie. <laughs> <laughs> so this one has uh, three stories, including one other story, which I'll get to in a second. But funny thing is that when I looked it up, the stories don't have a name. There's not there's not a name for each story. So we gave it the hella horror treatment. Uh, the first story we called it is Get Away from the Fucking Mirror. <laughs> yeah. Second story is, uh, I'm just going to call it Propolactics. Yeah, okay. Put on the condom, PPE. Yeah. The third one is Till Death Do Us Part. If you guys think those names suck for the shows that we put in, I don't give a fuck. It's too bad uh, for you. But you know what? We wanted to hear from the haters anyway, so go ahead and email us That's at hellohorrorpodcast at gmail.com. We need to balance it out, so. That's it, man. Um, so this anthology also as the la- the final story we's in, um, this is kind of a fun fact, I guess, kind of a short film that was made by the director called the babysitter murders, which the, the anthology, the overall arc is based around the babysitter murders because a serial killer from that short film is in this one. That short horror flick was from 2015. So it's kind of cool how they did that. So Let's look at our, the murder rap sheet. There's quite a lot going on. I'm going to pick the winner in my eyes. Correct me if I'm wrong. The ultimate murder is from the Mortuary <laughs> Collection. Uh, and the winner on. is the Mortuary Collection. So, come on, uh, just tell us. <laughs> uh, it's the baby demon bursting through the main character's dick. King Owls. Oh, yeah, that's that's a that's a heavy one, man. Hey, Sersko, why don't you tell the people what leads up to this fucking demon dick exploding scene? So pretty much, it's one of those type of stories that the dude is the douchebag. Frat boy. Frat boy in college. You know, they're having a party. They're trying to get all the girls they can. So they're like passing condoms around. And, you know, so it gets to the point that there's just one little young Missy washing around. Yeah. And uh, they, you know, this this dude, this douchebag hits her up. Like, hey, you know. Come come through to the the, moon. Come 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 through the party. Slide through to the fiesta. So, um, she goes up and then they start fucking. Yeah, she, yeah, but it, it, it's funny because when she, when she gets there, um, you know, and they're doing it or before they do it, she's all like, um, <laughs> she pulls out the condom. She goes, you need to wear this or protection or some fucking corny shit like that. And he's like, uh, right, he was pissed. Know? Yeah, I want to do this shit. So, okay, whatever, right? So, anyhow, they get to the fucking, they fuck all night. And then after that, she takes off and she just bounces like, deuces like i'm done like you know how they make dudes look like oh yeah got the nut on now i'm fucking bounce so she did that yeah and then he starts having all these weird shit going on with his body his homies are like hey you good because you kind of look weird and he starts getting a fucking belly and then there was a scene that because they have this bet that if they could get so much x amount of 
if they bang 64 chicks. Yeah. But what but also fucks this dude up is that when he was fucking that chick, told her to get on all fours doggy style. And that's where he takes the condom off. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. that's what kind of leads to this whole situation. It's like, yeah. yeah. So, but, but, but so, so to, to the part where, you know, they find out, you know, of course he's, he's going to brag about it and he brags about it. So then there's this ritual that they do at the uh, frat house where if, if you get X amount of um, girls that you bang, then you get you get an award. Yeah, you, get, uh, you put up like a little banner, little like fucking like so little baseball banner. Yeah, and, and, and that doesn't matter what what, what it is. But he's got a that, big old belly at this point. Oh yeah, and they put them on a chair, so they all come and pick them up, right? So they all have them in the air with the chair, and they're like swaying him back and forth. And next thing you know, this motherfucker, his shit burst his fucking uh, water bag or or uh, what is yeah, it? Yeah, the water. Yeah, the fucking like and slime. he and he no, he don't use slime. He fucking sprays them with all this. Slime shit, right? Eh, nasty. So that was Good that was pretty cool. Juice, but <laughs> so from there the shit gets really deep, and then that's where uh, Grand Marquis is talking about. Yeah, he shows. Up, yeah, he shows up at the girl's house. He finally gets calls her, and he runs over there. And then the parents see him. They go, "Oh fuck, not again!" Yeah, because this time he's like prego, like straight pregnant. Yeah, I mean, and he got like veins popping out of him, like green veins. Yeah, and he's shit. looking all skeleton oh, looking face. Yeah, his face looked toe up. And then, then, and then they sit him down. And he's like, "Oh, baby's coming out." Then he goes, "How's it going to come out?" Well, the same way he got in, motherfucker. <laughs> and then from there, he just starts to fucking yeah, it's foul. And then you see his dick just like swell up like, you know, like a water balloon. Yeah. And it just, it just explodes. And then they pull the baby out. And the after scene, though, the dude's dead. Yeah. Because it's like this huge hole where his nuts, his stomach, all that all was that just shit. like one big it red. It up. It, net. it just, ah. It split like a fucking watermelon. Like, uh. It was pretty gnarly, but that looks super cool. Like the special effects mm-hmm. that were used. It was dope, man. Fucking high five for motherfucking mortuary collection. I wasn't expecting that one. That was a shit. Yeah. I liked that a lot. It was it was really cool. I think so too, man. That's I, I must say that that's also, you know, favorite scenes of someone getting fucking mortalized. Yeah. I'm fucking taken out, man. That's some way to go out, man. Your dick literally exploding and shit. God, At least he died instantly, fuck. though. Well, first, uh, I, knows, I wouldn't say man. instantly because he was fucking know. screaming. He probably fucking bled to death. My Jimmy's gone. Little Jimmy. And she was like, well, fuck that. I'm going to go on another date. Yeah. So then they, t- yeah, right. And they take him upstairs. There's like they, a bunch the, of the baby, baby cribs. Are like of, in the- yeah. So that was crazy. That was pretty crazy. It's a thin line between love and hate. So there's a lot of stories here, guys. Bro. Tell me your favorite story from each anthology. Let, you know, let's look at. Well, let's just to make it simple. Let's start with Creepshow Animated. Which was your favorite story for Creepshow Animated? Even though there's only two of them, which was your favorite? Well, I, I, w- I would have to say the survival survival type, which was the doctor slash like student, Aaron Runner, or student. No, the the one that he's, he was. Patting. Yeah, he, yeah, he he had uh, he he got caught uh, selling pills. Yeah, uh, pills when he was working in the hospital. Right. And no, well, he went to like Florida or some shit like that yeah. to pick up. Yeah, like pills. a key of like heroin. Uh, yeah. And then he was he coming was back on a plane, plane crashes on this island. No, it was a boat. It was the ship. Was it? A, he oh, that's fly. right. It was he, his, he has fly. a cruise. That's right. He has a cruise. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And so pretty much you get a Gilligan Island type of situation where you got 
Uh, I think it was two individuals that got stranded, right? Because everybody else got killed. But he was the only one that was alive. The and other was chick alive. was just... Yeah. Well, it's kind of cool because the girl on the island refers to her, but she's rotting. Yeah. So she's slowly falling apart and... Well, uh, no, the seagulls, right? We're and the seagulls at eat at her. Yeah, they're eating cool. her. So, but, you know, basically it's it's a, a, like the whole the whole story where he ends up getting hungry. So he starts to eat himself. He starts to fucking cut off limbs and fingers yeah. and, you know, and it gets to the point that he's for the pain. For, so each time he's cutting himself, he's fucking using uh, that boy boy, man. He's getting high off that <laughs> shit, man. He's like, he's trying to go on another world while he does this shit, man. He's really trying to have that fucking out of body experience, man. But, but yeah, so, you know, so it just ends up playing fucking a game on him because there's no food. He's not being hydrated, no water, so nope. he ends up just fucking hacking half of his body away, yeah. partial of his hand, his, his nose, nose, his ears, his ears, man, and it, and so he's just by himself. And then what's crazy about the seagulls just waiting for that ass to just die, and he ends up dying, right? In the end, well, or they they find him. You don't know because all you see is like the last thing is because the whole time he's trying to protect his hands because you know he's mm-hmm. got to he's got to protect the hands. He keeps saying right. that. At the very end, he ends up being so hungry that he eats his fingers, and yeah. it just ends there. And it ends there. I thought, I thought he had uh, fucking gnarly, bro. Yeah, that was pretty crazy, man. That was crazy. But yeah, that's. <laughs> I would say Sarah type. What about what about you, Cram Marquezy? Mine was the other one, twittering uh, from the Circus of the Dead. Oh yeah, uh, that's a good one. The art was pretty cool. I like it because it was heavy on the social commentary. You get it. So basically, the main character is Blake. And, you know, she's with her family and she fucking hates her mom. So in order for her to pass the time and get over her teen angst, she starts uh, twittering. My life sucks. Blah, blah, blah. And her dad's, they're like in a station wagon. They're just driving from Colorado to some somewhere, Arizona, some bullshit. They end up somewhere in the desert. And the dad sees like the sign say Circus of the Dead. So the whole time she's just like, whatever. This is fucking weird. But fuck it, whatever. The best whole thing about this is that it's zombies. It's all zombie-related type stuff. For instance, uh, the ringmaster is a chick on stilts. Did I mention there are zombies in clown outfits chasing her around? And at one point, when they first get there, she goes, this is real. These zombies are real. My name is this. I was here with my boyfriend. My boyfriend's missing. And everyone's like, oh, this is cool. This is part of the show, right? Even one point where they put a fucking zombie in a cannon, they shoot him, body parts flying yeah, out. that was pretty cool. I like that part, man. They stuffed that motherfucker in the cannon. <laughs> <laughs> and a flying foot fucking smashes in uh, in, in the face of one of the oh, other Oh, yeah. That's when she starts getting fucking gruesome after yeah, that. Yeah. Then she goes, oh, my God, is real that real? And then yeah. the dad keeps going, no, nah, no, nah, he's a plant. It's fake. And then she goes, yeah, it's a plant. Yeah. Like pro wrestling type bullshit. So then shit hits the fan. Then the zombies kill everybody. And the for a long time, they kept thinking it was part of the show. It was pretty cool how the whole thing went down. And again, it's the the point of that social commentary is that you're so busy wanting realism that when it is real, you don't recognize it. Or you're too busy tweeting about something instead of actually communicating with the people around you to see what the fuck's going on, what's going down. Wow. That's surprised, but that kind of shit happens because you always have followers. <laughs> yep. But Tales of the Halloween, man, what was your favorite? Tales of the Halloween, I would say uh, The Night That Billy Raised Hell. 
I like that one because <laughs> I just I just like the whole way how it starts. It's a, it's a little kid who's trying to go trick or treat. He's dressed as the devil, and of course, like in every story that has to do with a little kid going trick or treat, it's the older sibling that's going to take the like the child. So the sister's going to take him to go trick or treat, and of course, her boyfriend shows up. Her boyfriend is an asshole to Fucking the little prick. kid. Yeah, he's a prick. He's just a straight up prick. Um, so he's telling the kid, "Hey, you have to go and." Egg a house. Uh, egg a house because there's this uh, particular house that never gives out candy. It always has lights off and, you know, it makes it, makes it known. So because of the tradition of, of, of this individual doing this on Halloween, the kids end up uh, egging his house. So the boyfriend convinces the little boy, you have to go do it if you want to go trick-or-treating. All right. So, uh, you know, the sister's also encouraging this. So the little boy goes up there. And he rings the doorbell. And uh, no, no, he he's yeah. ready. No, he's ready to chuck the egg. He That's he, right. he, yeah, he doesn't ring, uh, ring the doorbell. He's ready to check. And as soon as he tried, he he tries to uh, chuck that. Um, the dude, some some dude comes out, and uh, some big big lurch looking dude like just like Phantom of the Opera type, yeah, type of suit with and a just top like hat. He snatches the egg from him. And he tells us, oh, what are you trying to do? You trying to, you know, egg my house? And he's like, no, no, it's a little boy at that point. It's all scared. And he looks over to his sister. They booked, man. These motherfuckers took off. They're like, you're on your own, man. And so the boyfriend is running, right? And the, <laughs> the, the dude in, from the house fucking chucks that egg. It hits him right behind the head. The dude falls straight up face first. And he snatches. So the dude, the uh, what's his, uh, what was he like? I, uh, I don't know what his name was. Like the the, the but the, the owner of the house there. snatches up the kid, puts him inside, and he's like, "Oh, you like to play tricks?" And then but you know what's up. fucked up though is the fucking sister just left him there. Like, That's what I'm saying. She they left bugged, him to get they kidnapped. Yeah, like, yeah, you didn't give a fuck. It's like, damn, I was like, is that your sister? Or is that your stepsister? So <laughs> you know, so yeah, so the little boy gets left there, and 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 the sister left. She didn't come back. She didn't. Ain't nothing. So he's in the house, and now, it, it, you know, this guy, he takes his hat off. He has his top hat. He takes it off. He ends up having uh, horns. Like little so, tiny horns. So he's something that's. Horny ass motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Either he's a demon or the devil or whatnot. You know, he's, he's not a good person. So. So he tells the boy, well, tonight we're going to go and do some real uh, pranks. Uh, prankings. And the pranks. Boy, you know, just kind of looks at him, and so then the next uh, scene was, um, <laughs> you know, the dude, the devil, and the little boy. They go out, and he's dressed as you know as the devil. They're going and they're doing a hell of shit. They're just getting Straight into some grimy, shit. Man. They go up to this one uh, dentist's house. They go. The little boy knocks on there. You know, trick or treat, and the dentist goes, "Well, here you go." And he gave him a fucking toothbrush with toothpaste. Yeah. Right, so they come back and he shows the devil. Look, look what he gave me. He said, "Oh hell no, man! You're gonna go back over there and trick or treat again." All right, so the little kid goes. But back. before he does that, though, the the dude with the devil, he fucking like car he carves up the, oh, the toothbrush. Yeah, so he's the got a little shank, a little shank. That's right. Yeah, they go straight prison terms on this uh, motherfucker. Yeah, this man, like go and prison. That's what he, did. he fucking knocked that door. That fucking the, you know the dentist opens the door and and he kind of looks at him like, "What are you doing again?" And, Fucking shake that, that motherfucker with that steel prison Ugh. style. Well, no, that plastic, I should say. So anyhow, that th- that was pretty funny. <laughs> but there was like other scenes where they fucking hijack a car, 
Fucking for that one chick. Rob a liquor store. Rob a liquor store. And then they're shooting at little kids with fucking guns. And listen, hey, listen, listen to like this gangster shit in the car. He's like, doom, doom, doom. They're all smoking weed too, right? They smoking were smoking weed, weed and drinking. So it, was, it was pretty funny. So anyhow, they do their fucking shenanigans. And uh, they, they, they head back to the house. So once they get in the house. No, in fact... It was funny because on one of those scenes when they when they were out there doing their shit, they went to the, the sister's house. To the sister's house and and uh and she's just chilling like nothing, like, you know, where's your brother? Not even worried about you it. You ain't tripping, right? But it was funny. She got uh but no, she gets her nose knocked uh knocked up, huh? Or Oh knocked, yeah. You remember he threw something at her. He threw a rock. A rock <laughs> <laughs> Those are rock rider fucking grills. Uh, it breaks her fucking nose. Damn, that shit was funny, so but they head back to the pad, and so they're just, you know, they did everything, and you know, the scene goes to uh, the little boy sitting on a on 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 a seat, and he was tied up. So the whole time, it wasn't the little kid; it was like a, a little demon, a a little, like a little d- demon imp, a yeah, little like a imp. imp. And he, so they pretty much put all the fuck uh, blame on the little boy. So when he walks out, the devil goes, "Okay, it's time for you to go home." He puts his uh, mask on. It's in the same mask that the little nip had. And when he goes out, cops straight up fucking pointing. Yeah, pointing the gun at him. And he's like, get down. And the little boy's all like confused and shit, right? And he just gets murked after that. He gets smoked. Because <laughs> I, I guess they didn't. We ain't taking no chances with this little motherfucker. But what's, what's fucking kind of creepy is uh, the old dude, right? When he actually released the little kid, he goes, Oh yeah, and uh, tell your mom. Oh yeah, that, you know, tell your mom. Be looking for actually, you won't have time to say anything. But I'm gonna get you know close to your mom, and he, <laughs> he flicks his tongue like real creeper <laughs> shit. I was like, dude, that's his mom, bro. Uh, yeah. And the whole time too, you see the little the little imp. At first, you're like, oh, dude, they fucked up, dude. Like you can tell. Like, oh yeah, he's all first, swole. Yeah, he's all a little swole, dude. And you, you're thinking like, oh, man, they messed up. and had like the stunt double and looks hella fake. And then we're all talking shit until you see that the kid was all tied up. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, man. There's a reason That's it was like a buff a, little, little, little person. They threw buff shit on him. It was, it was pretty good. That, that, yeah, was, nice that, was, that was a good one, man. I like that one. <laughs> so. What about you? Ransom of Rusty Rex. That's the kidnapping one with the Latino and Landis. Yeah. So... I love this one, you know, so the two guys, they go, you know, they just go steal a kid and then they just go do a ransom. So they're hanging out in the rich part of town. So they see one little kid come out, fucking sweater and his, uh, you know, this little mask. A little white picket fence. Yeah, white picket fence. But it's like a big, big mansion, right? Yeah. So like something in Oakland Hills type of thing. Yeah. They take him and even the Latino at that point, he was just like, man, I don't know, man. This is some bullshit. He's like, no, man, he'll be fine. So they steal the kid, right? And then they have them in the where in some warehouse, some safe house that they got set up. And they call the father and they're like, "Hey, man, we got your kid. You know, we're gonna want blah 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 if you want him back." And then he, and then the guy just hangs up hangs on up, him. Yeah. And this, oh, no, it's, no, he goes like, "You what?" It's like you don't know what you just did. And they're like, "What?" And he just hung up the phone because they're like, "Well, what I want is this, this at this time, this time." That motherfucker hung up. In the middle of that request, like, like, hello? Nope. 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 Rejected. It was hella funny because you see the look on the dude's face and he was just like, It's like, uh, what? what? And the dude's like, call him back. Call him back again. And he called him back. Yeah, he kept trying to call, call, and finally he goes, yeah, you have no idea what you just did. 
you know, don't never, don't call me here. That's that's your problem now. We dealt with him. We were stuck with him for five years. Now he's your problem. And he's <laughs> like, what the fuck? When they look back, because the whole time they're talking on this phone on the speaker, and the, the kid's tied up, so they turn around, and the kid's gone. They're like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then the kid shows up, and he starts, and he kicks one of them in the balls, and he's just fucking with them. And it's a little demon kid. And then they go, oh, fuck. And then one of the bad guys starts shooting at him with his gun, and he shoots him. They're like, holy shit. Yeah, he don't die, yeah. And then all of a sudden they're like, fuck. And then he then they find out he's he's alive still. He, you know, he's he's alive again. And then now they're trying to survive from this guy and then yeah. trying to get rid of him. And then so they devise a plan. Uh and they knock him out. They put him in the bag and then they take him to uh the house, you know, the, and then they light him on fire. Yeah. In front damn. of the house. And then woof, and they doorbell ditch, you know, and they fucking they go, fuck this guy. And next thing you know, they go back to the warehouse and they go, fuck, this is some bullshit. This shit went bad. And boom, he's inside there. He's all eating his candy. And they're like, what the fuck? But this time, they end up capturing him again and they drown him. They throw him in the in the river or whatever oh, it is. Right, yeah. Or in the swamp. Yeah. Fast forward. They go, fuck this. We're leaving. We're not going to come back. Let's just go to the next town. We're done. So they stop at a gas station. The, the now the scene follows the white guy. He's inside getting himself a fucking sandwich, a burrito. He goes back to the van. He turns around and the little fucker's in there. <laughs> he has the he has the yeah he has the head of the Latino and he's just chomping on it like uh, his fucking corn I, on the cob and shit. And the dude's like, "Fuck!" And then that's when it ends. But that was my favorite one just because it was my favorite scene is just the part where he gets hung up on. He's like, "Psh, that you just did me a favor." And you don't even know it. <laughs> that was some good shit. Yeah, that was pretty good. All right, so that was that. The next next one on the list is the Mortuary Collection. What is your favorite one out of out of out of that one? It's the one. Um, I call it "Till Death Do Us Part." I like the style. The actors are great in it. A couple, you know, they marry, and apparently, right after they get married, she something happens to her, and she becomes catatonic, doesn't talk, doesn't you know, she's stuck on stupid forever and he takes care of her and you kind of it's kind of sad because you feel for him you know he's he goes through all this trouble he cooks these nice dinners but they say he just blends it down and like a milkshake and in like soup style and he feeds it to her yeah here's your fucking soup so uh you know and you see all this going down at one point doctor does his usual visit and he's like so how's she doing shit she's still fucked up so doctor starts feeling bad and he goes hey man I got these pills, bro. <laughs> Undetectable. Undetectable, man. Fizz. And so he gets it. And it, uh, so fast forward, you know, he prepares a meal and then he breaks up the stuff, the pills, and he puts it in there. They're at a dinner table. And what he does when he sits there, he has to lock her up, you know, with the safety belt. Otherwise, she'll fall over or fall to the side, whatever. So he feeds her the stuff and then he's just kind of waiting. She's going to die. Because supposedly she's just supposed to pass out and then that's it. Her function stop. But then she grabs his arm and she starts freaking out <clears throat> and starts coughing. First he thinks, oh my God, she's awake. But no, it's just a reaction apparently. He forces her out of it. She throws up. And then he's like, oh fuck. You know, he's relieved. And he doesn't, but he doesn't lock her back up in the chair. So her head just flies forward. And they've got these little rabbit statues all over the fucking place. I don't know why. But one of the statues got the little rabbit ears and booyah, 
right through her fucking dome. And yeah. so he goes, holy fuck. He picks her up. And then he lets her go and then bow. again. Her head slams a fucking table and that thing is way in deep. We're like, you ain't get that shit out. And he freaks out. He calls his dog. He's like, yo, man, yo, man. I gave it to her. Something went wrong and now she's dead. And he's like, uh, lose my number. Lose my number. <laughs> but not before him. He tells her, go fucking dump her in the river. Oh, yeah. And lose then, my fucking then number. Lose my number. Shit. Damn. So, you know, this is where he goes mafia, right? He puts her in a fucking trunk. He can't close it because her legs are too long. He gra- so then he goes and grabs like, you know, the uh, fucking turkey Thanksgiving carving. turkey carving, yeah. uh, uh, you know, the electronic knife. electrical knife or whatever the hell. Soon as he starts cutting her leg, she goes, ah, she starts screaming. He goes, oh, fuck, oh, fuck. And then he grabs a statue. That was in her fucking dome. On her dome, yeah. Yeah, and he just rips it out. He yanks it out. Giant fucking hole right in her head. And that was like, gnarly, man. Hole in the head. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just like, and then just flops in. And he's like, oh, fuck. And then he cuts her up, or he cuts her legs off to fit her in there. And then he starts dragging the, uh, the trunk out. So a couple little things happen while they're in the elevator. One of the neighbors called the cops. And so he's now... Press for time. Now he's really trying to get out of there. This is where it gets really cool. He has the elevator. He's trying to go down and he's like rushing it. So it's an old ass elevator, an old ass apartment building. And so he's slamming the button. So you see the light slowly flash as it goes down the floors. When he gets to the bottom one, starts freaking out like multiple lights. All the floors start lighting up. The elevator just starts flying down. And there's got little windows on the elevators. And he looks in there. And this is where you see like the up montage. Like he sees him and his wife meeting when they're young, all happy, they get married, and then all the other stuff that happens where he's taking care of her. And then the lights are flashing, and then the trunk, blood starts uh, like spreading out from the bottom of it. And he goes, Oh, fuck. And then like the trunk, it snaps open, and it kind of lifts up. And he's like, Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. He starts freaking out. All of a sudden, it's like, they're in free fall. Like it's like the elevators are going straight to hell or some shit. And like they're almost underwater and he starts floating up. The wife is just a corpse now. And she starts floating up and she looks mania as fuck, bro. Yeah. Like her skin's like all like it's rotted like a zombie like and her mouth is super wide open. She's got these huge black eyes and her teeth are all jagged and sticking out. And she's got that hole in her head. She's got no feet. They're all cut out. He's floating in the air and he's freaking out. He's screaming and she grabs him. They kiss. And then all of a sudden you hear, and the music crescendos. It's uh, really cool. And then I hear, kind of like an elevator and it opens up. And it's the cops. And all you see is the trunk, clothes, no blood. Dude, he's like sitting on his ass against the elevator holding like the, the wedding uh, album. And he goes, till that to his part, till that to his part. Fucking yeah, weirdo. Fucking, just, fucking wacko. And then, you know, he goes PTSD on that shit. And for me, I like that. I just like the him snapping and kill the wifey. That shit didn't go right. Well, yeah, it just shows you that sometimes people say shit, but don't follow through. Fucking rankers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Each anthology has a, you know, a story that's frames them all. What was your favorite one out of those three? Which you think uh, seemed more cool or appealed more to you? Oh, the creep show how they narrated and how he 
of course he was drawing so that was pretty cool yeah. to see how because that's kind of how in the beginning or in the original creep show had that same feel mm-hmm. you know it wasn't so much him drawing but he was collecting the comics the comics and something like that so that was pretty cool i really like how that stood out and then they played it very well it wasn't cheesy and and, and sometimes it's kind of hard to mix those type of mediums i should say together yeah. you know where um it's hard to pull off what i'm trying to say so i really like whoever was behind that how they made it and they pulled it off um and again it's a it's a old school ec comic uh type of stories that yeah you know they kind of just fit in the overall uh what what we grew up with and you know what we like to watch so yeah yep what about you um, I like the mortuary collection because they use the serial killer from the babysitter murders. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like how they chose her. Like she shows up at the mortuary. Uh, Mr. Crab, <laughs> uh, says, all right, you, you got the job. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was really cool. Cause then all of a sudden she's stuck there and now she's the mortician. She's going to suffer the same fate. And it was kind of cool how, how well, like those little stories were. Well, that introduced. was good. Yeah. That, I mean, that one. I don't think I've seen it in any other plot in that way how they did it. Like I was, it actually did get. In the end, I didn't expect that. Yeah, I I didn't expect for her to be the killer. Yeah, me neither. At first, I didn't. Yeah. So yeah, which one do you think was the worst? Like, which story you thought was fucking just whack? Man, it was the one with the one chick that she was at her mom's house and they were having like a, I don't know, party or Halloween party. Yeah, and they were telling stories and it was corny ass fucking story about yeah and cheap, this- a, a fucking cheap knockoff of la llorona and so pretty much uh the mom tells a story and her friends scare her it's while a ghost the story mom's telling the story she gets all spooked out and you know it's time to go home and so the mom is all worried about her. Are you okay? You're gonna be fine and then she makes a stupid comment like you still, i can't believe you're still driving that piece of sh- or that piece of junk Fucking challenger. It is a challenger, and it was like, like now old. You know, the newer ones, newer models. So, anyhow, so she's driving down the street, and and basically this is how the story goes. She gets in the fucking car, drives. Car has some issues, some problems. She gets stranded. She fucks up her phone. She tries to call. And she, somehow she drops it or she smashes it. She smashes it. You know, so she's oh great now I gotta walk. So she starts to walk, and it's like you don't know how to fucking walk right. There's a sidewalk. Why are you walking in the middle of the street? I guess she's all scared, you know. Oh, she's gonna jump out. Basically, it's like five minutes, right, of her just walking through Being the street, all fucking creeped out. It creeped out. She gets to her house. It's funny because you'd get the same scene if it was a white girl walking down the tenderloin. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. So she gets there, right, and this is like this white picket fence home with the fucking apple tree on the side. Yada yada yada. Goes into her house. So she's trying to get in her house and she's fumbling through her pocket, uh, her purse. And then she finds her keys and she hears like these noises behind her and she's tripping at this point. Like, oh shit, I better get in. You know, that feeling that you get when you're like, fucking, it don't matter how late it is or, you know, you get home <laughs> after partying and shit or something. And, and you know, you always have that worry feeling. But this was overly done to the point where once she opens her door, she looks back, no one's there, and she's oh, this, this, uh, I'm fine, I'm okay. And she walks inside, and then there's a ghost waiting for her. There's some old, uh, yeah, like, like, just smiles at her. Yeah, it's like this old lady with 
fucked yeah. up skin and yeah. fucked up hair and all toe up and shit and and then that's it. And I was like, what was the fucking point of that? It was, I mean, dumb. That, it was so I, I just think that it was there was no thought put into yeah, it. Yeah, there's no substance. Yeah. Yeah, and then name of that story was uh, the Grim Greening Ghost, and that was on mm. Tales of Tales of Halloween. Tales of Halloween. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the weak ones. The story that I fucking hated is actually on Tales of Halloween. Like it, that's that's the problem. If you do an anthology with so many stories, you don't have enough time to develop them. Um, and you end up with a lot of little garbage ones with maybe a couple to have some or like for instance the one I, the one I don't like is the one that had the potential to be something pretty good if it had more time. So it's the ones called Trick. So basically it opens with two couples just hanging out on Halloween night, watching scary movies and um getting high. And all of a sudden, you know, ding dong, he goes, Oh, aren't you gonna say trick or treat? She don't say shit. She mm. just pulls out a, a butcher knife oh, and just yeah. fuck and just shanks him. Shank, right? And then she walks away and he's like, What the fuck? And he they all, oh my god, they freak out. Like, oh my god, she made it personal. Yeah, and then they start freaking out. So the the girlfriend runs outside trying to get into her fucking van, and then she gets tripped up and like six kids just start chopping her up. It was like the purge. You know, yeah. like or like children of the corn type shit where they often yeah. they start killing the adults. Uh but this has a twist ending. So the last the survivor, she runs uh through the backyard and they have like a garage, like a storage space. So she runs in there and you and all of a sudden you see like little flashback scenes of the couple like eating eyeballs and um working on a kid, you know, and doing surgeries and then one kid is missing the eye. She's already sitting there, laying there. And the kids gang up on her, and then they stab and kill her. And that was the twist. And you're like, oh, really? Okay, that's, so they're getting revenge. One of the things that get at least made it better is at least go, if these kids are getting revenge because these guys are killing kids and taking their eyes, they should be pissed. And instead, they all look like they're possessed. You don't really care that that there was a twist. Yeah. You don't feel sorry for them. Again, another one. Then. Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. <laughs> Regain those placasos. So it's time. It's time to get inventive. We like to do this all at the end of every show. Uh, pose a question that's based on what we're talking about, and uh, you know, you guys can uh, shoot us your ideas and your responses on hellohorrorpodcast at gmail dot com, or send us drawings, fan art. I don't give a shit. We got, <laughs> or give us feedback. That's always fun. Yeah, man. All right, so. If you had the opportunity to frame an anthology, a set of stories, what would be the theme that leads to why are these stories are being said or repeated? Because it's the tattoo shop. We're gonna uh, we can we have we have a little theme yep. here. My story would be about a tattoo artist, and basically this guy, um, you know, he's like a fucking one of those heavy uh, or hard hitters. Uh, he's he, he does it all, man. He likes to sacrifice people. He likes to torture people. He He's a bad, you know, bad individual. But this individual likes tattoos. You know, he's he's all tatted down, fucking head is all tatted, face, whatever, man, nutsack, fucking probably pito and shit, man. But, you know, this motherfucker likes tattoos. He had killed this one individual uh, in one of his dealings that he was doing. And this one guy, he, he really, you know, he like fucking tortured him to the point where he was purposely keeping him alive. And, uh, and, th- and this is, this is the gangster. He was purposely keeping this one dude alive because 
he thought that he did him wrong and the dude's like nah man you know the other dude's like nah he's trying to plead for his life he's like dude you got it wrong that's not me i'm solid bro and it's like nah 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 so these motherfuckers just at this point high ego on his shit nah i'm god pretty much so he does this shit right he ends up fucking just uh mutilating this guy well it turns out that this guy had a brother who's a tattoo artist too right and when the dude went missing, you know, his brother, he starts, you know, the tattoo artist, he starts to look for his brother. What's going on? So he starts asking, you know, they're from the hood, so they know how to fucking peep out and shit. So they, 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 you know, they make some calls, some connections, and the brother finds out that, nah, man, the last time we saw him was with this dude, you know, fucking the, you know, the gangster and shit, man. And, you know, we haven't seen him since then, but we, we heard, man, we, you know, we, he might have fucking taken him out. And the way how he did it was not good. So to make it short, the, the tattoo artist finds out that is the gangster and but never tells him because the gangster doesn't know that that's his brother. So this dude goes to him to get a tattoo because the tattoo artist, he's, he's well known. He's really good at what he does. So, the, you know, the gangster goes to him. Uh, he gets he gets recommended by another friend that this tattoo artist knew. So they're in cahoots. He tells him, oh, come by, man, this one dude, you know, dude, yada, yada, he does good tat work, and blah, blah, he'll give you a plug. The gangster goes over, and uh, he gets his tattoo, he's getting a, he's getting his chest filled in and shit, it's near the neck area. So then, uh, tables turn, the tattoo artist actually, like, he ends up fucking, uh, as he's tattooing him, he, he, he dips the needle into some nerve, uh, paralyzing type of Conca- uh, uh, you yeah. know, ca- uh, Ooh, shit. some some type of mixture that he yeah. made up. So he's tattooing the dude. You know, he's like whatever. You know, nothing's happening. And after like when he's close to getting done, boy, the motherfucker that shit had enough time to seep in, and he's numb. This motherfucker can't like move and shit. The gangster ends up being tortured by the tattoo artist, and and how he does it is that every day he just tattoos him with uh instead of being a needle, it's a blade. He goes back and retraces all his tattoos with his blade, Shit. Like the tattoo blade. It's tight. And so, so of course, there's like all these little stories that, that that you know, it's not just one thing, one big story, but little small stories that kind of play into the whole of how he got, the, how the gangster got to that tattoo shop. And, it, and it, I would call it horror tattoo shop stories or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah, that sounds cool. You could almost have it so that. The dude that's getting tattooed, if, if he's numb, he doesn't know really. He doesn't realize, oh, he's losing all that blood. But I think, like you said, like he's he the whole time he's just bragging. Yeah, and those yeah, are those little right, stories. Yeah, yeah tell, and then he tells that story. And all the little story stories he's telling is what the the movie's showing us. He's you know little stories Sorry, of his so robberies and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, that's good. Don't don't don't. Well, that'd be, no, that'd don't, be cool. No, I like your idea. This is this is called. Uh, our creations <laughs> nah man but yeah yeah so Ooh. I don't know man maybe we should put that one on the back burner and come to it later on and maybe do something with it hey, you never oh all these man you make them all you know all these little uh, stories that we got alright I would do is um, so the setting would be Dia de los Muertos and two cousins right they're real tight and you know they're always fucking coreteando all over the place you know fucking starting shit and being dicks a lot of B&E, breaking and entering, graffiti, that type of shit. So it happens on Dia de los Muertos one year. They fucked up and ended up uh, shooting somebody. They didn't kill him. Well, they don't, they don't know if he's dead. We don't know if he's dead. 
right? It's an old man. They broke into his house because they heard he had some cool shit in there, some something of worth of value. They shot him by accident, right? So they're escaping. And it happens to be a neighborhood where Dia de los Muertos is a big deal. And there's a small cemetery nearby that they, they run through. And so other families are there telling their stories. And cops are showing up. And then they run into another house. It's a little old lady's house. They hide out in there. She goes, hey, what's wrong? They're like, oh, you know, we're, we're in troubles. Some people are after us. They lie. They're like, you know, there's some other arrival gang is chasing them. They're after us because they're always trying to take our money, blah, blah, blah. So the old lady goes, oh, okay, well. You know, once you stay here, you know, I'll feed you guys. Just chill out. You know, Dia de Muertos, you know. She had her own shrine and everything set up and everything with her pictures of different people and stuff like that. And so the kids are sitting there, you know, eating some bucket, pozole, I don't know what it is. <laughs> right. And they're looking at the pictures and then so they go, oh, what's up with this picture? So the ladies just starts um, telling them stories about each picture. But the stories in the picture just like were, were kind of like dark like on how they die. So next thing you know, they start getting chills on the neck. And they're like, it's already really late. You don't hear the sirens anymore. Things have died down. They're like, oh, okay, where are we going to go? Oh, you can't go yet. There's, there's one more story. You know, they're kind of creeped out. So they're telling the story and the whole time, you know, she's just behind them, you know, with the hands on their back. And like, you know, and each time she tells the story, she's grips on their shoulders. Like What they don't realize is the pussle fuck with them. <laughs> and, and they can't move now. And the next thing you know, they're just in a dreamy state. Next morning, they can't move. They're just laying in bed. What they don't realize is that their body parts were removed. There's a big mirror in front of them. And they look and they're like, what the fuck? And then they <laughs> see their own pictures on a shrine in front of them. And then you hear the lady like laugh. <laughs> and then the door closes and the lights turn off. It's a good one. Yeah. I like that one. I don't know, man. They might steal our fucking stories. This is trademark copyright, bitches. <laughs> Fuck you. This Hello Horror podcast original, right? Be fucking around. Uh, oh, man. Last Simone words, bro. Raza, of course, we always got last words in this motherfucker. Feel me? Feel me? So, people, find us on IG, TikTok, and our Facebook group page at Hello Horror Podcast. We're also on Twitter. Our handle is at Hello Horror Pod. Yup, yup. Obviously, you can get us wherever you're getting your podcast from. Make sure you comment and like it. Uh, rate, give us a star, five stars, five stars. Give us all that. Uh, review it if you can. We love feedback. Make sure you follow us, subscribe to us, uh, and keep downloading our show. Uh, you can email us at uh, Hello Horror Podcast at gmail.com. We love it all. Fan art, hate mail, suggestions. You got it, man. We must only just send it over here. We got it. And that's the end of tonight's Hello Horror Variety Hour. Tune in next time for more chills and kills and the coming of the cuckoos. Hijo de tu chingada madre otra vez con estas game show chingaderas. Ufa.